Well, it's been a while since I've taught, and um, so we're going to have to break off the uh, cobwebs. Patsy and I live on a lake, which is nice. We, you know, it's really wonderful out there, Leesville Lake, and uh, when we go down to our dock, there's just cobwebs everywhere. So we have these little things taken. <laughs> I guess it's like going through a jungle in a way. But anyway, so I've got to break off the cobwebs, and, uh, and anyway, I hope we can enjoy this time together. You know, our class is really, we've uh, taken a beating in terms of, uh, you know, you come here and you think, oh man, there's nobody there. Um, you know, not too long ago, this was, room was fairly full, but we, uh, the Killians, and that that was a big uh, loss, and they're over in Africa now for many, many years, and uh, we want to keep praying for them. Uh, the Williams are gone, uh, you know, uh, up in Michigan now, and uh, uh, of course, having Matt and Vanessa here, you know, we just hope they can get back with us pretty soon. But anyway, uh, so, you know, other, uh, I can't name everybody, but anyway, uh, so we've taken a little I mean, it's kind of nice to get a little, little divide here. We could have moved everybody over to the inside. You know, I kind of feel unworthy coming here and, and teaching because I, you know, I'm following up with uh, Pastor Farrell was here last weekend, and that was wonderful. And he was actually, it, it kind of tied right in with what Paul has been teaching. And then before Michael left for, uh, for China, uh, and uh, he was teaching in Proverbs, so uh, anyway, some great teaching has been going on here. So uh, I feel, you know, a little pressure here, but anyway, we'll, we'll get her done. And uh, I just appreciate what you've been doing, Paul. Yeah. But let's turn our attention to to this book right here. This makes it uh, this makes it kind of easy. I was talking to Jonathan a little bit earlier this you know, uh, before class started. You know, and he was saying, yeah, you just you know open up the Word and read the scriptures, and it sort of teaches itself, and uh, that's true, that's true, so uh, anyway, I'm excited about it, um, I hope you all will participate, I'm going to ask that uh, some of you, know, I just ask you to share some verses, I'll say, would somebody read so-and-so, so be ready for that, and uh, you know, if you have your Bible on your little handheld devices, that's, that's fine too. <laughs> But anyway, when you when we we think of the Bible, when we think of this book, what thoughts come to your mind? And there's no, I'll, I'll be very careful about it. You know, I know how when, when I ask questions, you think, oh, I don't want to make the wrong answer. Anyway, just share what you think, because uh, I know everybody here has experience with this book. It's so central to everything we do. So, any thoughts on that? Any any scripture verses come to mind? Because the scriptures speak a lot to itself. Anything? Any thoughts about the Bible or how important it is to you or when you first encountered the Bible or just a, hey, catch up? It's just light on our path that we're looking at the world that's just, it's fallen, it's broken, it's, sin is everywhere. <coughs> the Word <coughs> um, reveals, of course, it's God's Word and it presented too much truth, so it kind of, it, it, the Lord uses it to save us, for his words we're saved, um, um, and with that being said, like, we're able to walk in such a way that pleases 
don't know anything, you know, I would be like everyone else. So see this thing with ice, it's like a light in a dark room. So, yeah. Well put. Any other thoughts? I connected. I grew up with the KJV Bible, and when I was in Awana in Sunday school, I had no idea what it said. And I remember when I first got a version that I could read and understand, and I was in tears because I I could understand the Bible. Um, so it, it just it connects you in a way, and it has a, a language that can you know speak to to the faith of children. We call it God's Word, and I think um, just how amazing that is that God has spoken, and it's been recorded by uh, you know men throughout uh, the time when the, the book was written, and just how God, um, uh, in His Word, he, he mocks the false gods because they can't hear, they can't speak, they're just made by human hands, but we have a God who speaks, and um, and we have His Word. And that's uh, just amazing. Yeah, and it's and it's alive and it's yeah. breathing, and it uh, yeah. All right. It's it's true when it cuts through lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives it gives us a foundation for what's true. Never changes. Well, a lot of really good things, you know. And uh, anyway, I, uh, somebody uh, look up uh, Deuteronomy eight three. Deuteronomy eight three. We'll have a sword drill here. I can remember my younger days. We actually had sword drills, we, but we didn't have those. And so you know, you had to you hear all the pages rustling and everything. Okay, John. I got you. Deuteronomy eight three. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Yeah, so what does that say about the, the scriptures? About what God's... And in those days, basically, it was more the spoken word. Uh, you know, in Deuteronomy, they had the tablets. I guess that was about the only printing press with the... Ten Commandments. Moses had, uh, had done that, but uh, um, anyway, uh, much was was the spoken word of God. But anyway, what did it say about the Scripture there? I mean, just real simple. Again, I'm preaching to the choir. You know, you all are very clever. It's good to be reminded. It's good to be reminded of the Scriptures and how important it is uh, uh, and how foundational it is. But what did it say? What was the key word in there? You know, man shall not live by what? It's not by bread alone. Yeah, and that uh, it's food. It's our spiritual food. And then, of course, you know, uh, Jesus took it in uh, when he was being tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. And he basically quotes uh, um, Deuteronomy here. And, uh, you know, here he'd been fasting for 40 days. I guess he was hungry. But uh, you know, Satan tempted him to, to do something foolish, and he said, hey, we don't live by just that bread, bread. We live by the Word of God. First uh, Peter 2.2. 2. Anybody got that one? Uh, 
Okay, you serve. Uh, like newborn infants desiring pure spiritual milk, so that you may grow by it uh, for your salvation. Okay, so it's likened to what there? Milk. Yeah, milk. food. That's more, it's more food. And that's more for, for what babies have. But in, in some respects, you know, we are to, to always be really taking in the milk of the Word of God. I mean, it, as, uh, as little babies, as children. And, and, uh, but uh, it is. It's, so we're thinking of it in terms of nourishment and as, as food. Okay. Uh, one more on this line here. 2 Peter 1, 19 and 20. 2 Peter 1. Verses 19 and 20. Who's got it? Okay. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, in which you will do well to pay attention as it will not shine in a dark place until the day dawns really powerful there because um, where the word comes from yeah where the word well I have to read I'm sorry I have to read one also yes yeah. sir oh, I'm sorry yep the whole prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke from God as they were as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit okay so it kind of gives us a real picture of where the scriptures come from you know, this just isn't a book written by just men. Okay, it's real important for us to see. Well, you know, the scriptures are central to us just in about everything that we do. You think about think about what we're doing right here, right now, and all the other Sunday school classes that are meeting them. Know that they're going over scripture, and it's so central. When we go into worship service, uh, Pastor Farrell will be preaching from the Word of God. Uh, the scriptures will be read by one of the um, seminary students. Um, much of the, of the of really, you know, all the, um, the songs that we sing are either straight from scripture or they're based on scripture uh, in our worshiping. Uh, there's so many ways that uh, the scriptures are so central to our lives. Uh, on our Wednesday night small groups, uh, again, we open up the word of God. Uh, the seminary and training leaders that uh, uh, Jared, that you're going to be starting. That, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, you think about how central the scriptures are to seminary training. Um, you know, when when we counsel others, if we counsel somebody, they come to us for help. We'll open up the scriptures and we'll talk to them. You just think of how central that book is. This book is. Um, you know, when God counsels us, you think about it. You lay in bed and you're anxious. And maybe First uh, Peter 5, 7 comes to mind. Cast all your care or anxiety on Him because He cares for you. That can minister to us. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, so common to, to all of us here. Have no anxiety about anything but in everything by prayer 
and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and what happens. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, so God counsels us. Psalm 4610, it kind of will hit us like a hammer, but it feels so good. Be still and know that I am God. So if the scriptures, and just and oh, we can just go on and on. We, I'm sure each of us, we have our anxious moments and we, we come to God for help. And he, he counsels us with his word. Um, you know, our personal devotions, uh, quiet times, uh, you know, it's, it's all centered on God's word. So anyway, any, any other scriptures come to mind? I, I guess I'm probably getting a little behind on my time here. Let's turn to Psalm 19. sure you can think of more scriptures. Psalm 9, not 119, but 19. It is one of my favorites. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 11, and I'm reading from the New, New King James Version. New King James Version. Um, I tend to use both the New American Standard and the New King James Version. Uh, I know a lot of people use the ESV and you know, whatever. We're not going to get into trans, you know, our, the different uh, different ones. But anyway, Psalm 19, verse 1 to verse 11. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone, gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And in them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven, and its circuit to the other end. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. Okay, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. You know, looking at the big picture of this psalm, we can see a clear break after, after verse 6. The first half is God's general, general relationship, revelation to us. God reveals himself in two ways. His general revelation through, uh, through what we see in, yeah, out in you know, uh, creation. And, uh, and then uh, his specific revelation, which is the word of God. This, this really is tucked into this psalm so nicely. But uh, the first six verses, the general revelation. And then the second part, verses 7 through 11, the specific revelation 
and how specific the psalmist here gets, uh, which is David, uh, and this one uh, gets with with uh, his revelation. And look at verse ten. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Now this is a very, this is almost like an emotional response to the scriptures. Um, it seems like David values the scriptures that he has there. He, he really values it a lot. And my question is for you, and for me, is do we value the scriptures like this? Do we do we look at them as if they are um, more desired are they than gold, much fine gold? You know, and then you know, do, do we really hunger and seek for the scriptures? And um, if you do, what would what would you do with the scriptures if if you really valued them like? like David does here. What is something that you would do with the scriptures? Yeah, I'm sure, sure. Tell others. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd spend time with the scriptures in many different forms. And that's something I'm going to go over here in just a just a moment. But uh, you know, it, you know, just like uh, husband and wife, uh, or somebody, you know, somebody you love, you want to spend time with them. And the scriptures are something that we should truly value and love, and so we should be spending time uh, with it. So I want to share something with you all here that's um, really was a help to me in my college days. It was a few years ago. I became a believer in 1972. I was 19 years old. Uh, I was a sophomore at uh, the University of Mississippi, which was many people call Ole Miss. And I've shared my testimony with, I know, some of you all in here. But anyway, uh, I had no idea what was in the Bible. I, I grew up in a, in a dead church. Uh, I went every once in a while to the Episcopal Church. Uh, I, had, I just had no clue of the gospel. And so it was really, really, uh, it was really uh, exciting to me I mean, to be discovering this for the first time. So I didn't have the children's stories, or I didn't have a, that. But anyways, a, um, I got involved with a group called the Navigators, which is a discipleship-oriented group uh, on campus there at Ole Miss, and really where it laid the foundation for my future Christian life. Uh, got involved in a local church, but in terms of the, the navigators were really crucial in helping me disciple me and getting me going in the scriptures and teaching me how to disciple others. And they had this thing called the, the uh, word hand illustration. Has anybody ever heard of it? The word hand illustration. Okay. Well, this really helped me in getting a, to get a grasp of what the scriptures were. And you think of the ways that you can get the scriptures into your life uh, is uh, by uh, there's five methods and so we got five digits here. Well, think of the think of the pinky first, and um, uh, it is uh, we'll call it hearing the word of God. Somebody look up Romans chapter ten verse seventeen. Read that for us.
So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And so we are to hear the word of God. We are, and think of how many times Jesus said, "He who has what ears to hear, let him hear." So he wants us to hear the word. How do we hear the word? We hear it. Well, we're, we're hearing it this morning. Uh, we will hear it uh, when we go into worship service. Uh, we may listen to a, a CD or a take something on the radio, or you know, uh, you know, listening to a different preacher, that kind of thing. But we we hear the word of God, and then we hear it preached or basically interpreted for us. But we are to hear the word of God. Uh, Okay, let's think of the second digit, the ring finger, we call it the ring finger. All right, um, and somebody look up Revelation 1.3. And this is specifically for this book, but if we, can, we can take this and stretch it out for the entire scriptures. Yeah, so that even expands more. It mentions about reading. Reading the Word of God and reading it, you know, really on our own. And uh, uh, there are programs to read through the Bible in a year. Uh, uh, I'm now going through, I think it's for my fifth time to read the entire Scriptures through in one year. And I love doing it. I, I've got, it's gotten more and more exciting for me each time I do it. But, um, but reading the Word... Is, is crucial. Okay, so hearing and reading. Now, little finger here, studying, applying the Word of God. Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. Somebody look that up and read it for us. Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. I got you. Then um, the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Yeah, they searched the scriptures, which means not just hearing and reading, but then studying and to see if they were so, and then, you know, Hopefully, bringing it into where they would apply it and obey. So you think about so so hearing, reading, and studying the Word of God. You know, and then of course uh, I know uh, Jared, you'll be doing a lot of studying of the Word of God. Uh, you know, especially in Greek and Hebrew and, and all that too. Uh, so anyway, all right, the fourth uh, digit. Somebody look up Psalm 119, verses 9 and 11. Psalm 119, 119, verses 9 and 11. Okay. 9 and 11 are not true. You can read verse 10. It, it kind of flows. I've always memorized it with 9 and 11 because they just kind of Packed in, but go ahead and read 10 as well. How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping your word? I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commandments. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Okay. 
So, you know, that, that to me is one of the most pivotal verses for me personally. Uh, as a young believer back in 1972, 73, as I, God was tearing out the old things in my life and he was building a foundation into my life. And uh, one of the things was by memorizing God's word. And so you think about hearing, reading, studying, and memorizing God's word. Um, uh, because at the very end, you know, he says, How can you make by guarding according to I have laid up that word or treasured that word in my heart that I might not sin against thee? Well, what is a way to treasure God's word? Is to memorize it, to have it there always. Uh, to me, it became the most crucial of the of the first four digits because it allowed me to constantly have God with me, you know, as I was uh, going through life. And uh, I became a, I was a memorizing fanatic uh, back in those college days. And I, you know, it helped me with my studies. I had a terrible grade point average my freshman year, 1.9, I think it was. It was just, just, you know, and it was because I didn't study. It's not that I couldn't do the work. And then after, when I became a believer, I, you know, God, in memorizing his word, I was able to focus. You know, I was able to uh, just, you know, get all the clutter out of the way and focus. And then in my studies, I was able to, I was able to do well, you know, really improve. So uh, memorizing God's word um, is crucial, and it's crucial for the final uh, digit, which is the thumb, all right? Um, Somebody look up Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, or somebody may have probably memorized that one. Uh, in fact, our uh, pastor, our visiting pastor, preached on this last week, uh, uh, which was so good. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. And I'm almost ready to finish because it's getting up. Happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join it with the mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. He meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season, and his leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Yeah. yeah. And then Joshua 1.8. I'll just recite that. Uh, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it and then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success and he's not talking about worldly prosperity that can happen from this in terms of you know that's just a, a byproduct but he wants us to be successful uh, and prosperous with our spiritual journey with him and meditating on God's word those two things you know his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. What does it mean to meditate on God's Word? That's a question we need to ask ourselves. Um, and uh, really, we need to have the other four going on, I think, to truly meditate. Uh, to hear, to read, to study, to memorize. And having those four, then we're in a position to meditate on God's Word and to really get a full grasp. It's to ruminate, to kind of mull over, um, you know, God's word. Um, 
the thumb, you think about physically speaking, is, is a real key part of us human beings. In fact, the only other animals that have what we call the opposing digit are, are the monkeys, and uh, which are, are you know probably a little higher up in terms of their intelligence. I'm not going to get into evolution or get into any of that, uh, but just the way God has made us. And the, having the opposing digit allows us to be creative with our hands, but it allows us also to grasp. You know, if I just put them on my four digits here, I, you know, it could just be pulled away from me. But I put it right there with my thumb, can't pull it out. I can grasp God's Word and uh, have a full handle of it, and then He can you know, change my life with it. Uh, Romans 12, 2. Uh, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. And well, I actually have a little extra on that one, but anyway, but you know, do not be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, good and acceptable and perfect. But anyway, um, I hope I hope just this time together, you know, we just had an appreciation for God's word. Um, the importance of it in our lives at every stage of our lives. I'm 65 years old, and uh, God's Word is important or more important to me now than it was when I was 19 and 20 years old. Um, and I see, I'm so thankful for that. God just keeps revealing Himself to me. But anyway, I just hope and pray that, uh, you know, this time, you know, just kind of ask some questions about the Word, and then when you approach it again, next or when we go into service, you know, you just see it working in your life and others. Any thoughts or questions? Thanks for your time. I'll pray.